0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website
1: guildhallwealth.com. This will be an interesting show. There's so much to cover. Uh, specifically, we'll get back to talking about SVP. SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, which we brought up last week um, because we record the show on Friday. We may have been the first to break that whole thing talking about what was happening. But we'll also talk about perhaps uh, SBF and uh, SNB and SB. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of acronyms there. Um, but then we'll talk about big picture. Yeah. So so much information. Oh, by the way, I'm Jeremy Wiseman, joined Jerry by Jerry Karaya, the number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. So much information came out over the week, Jerry, that I thought a great place to start would be just to kind of go with here's what we know, and then we can talk about what it all means. And what it all means to the everyday person, and what it means to people who are already in the gold market, and what it means to people who are considering getting into the physical gold and silver market. Um, I'm, I'm sure you watched videos, saw the news, was checking out Telegram. Overall impression before we really dig in?
2: Yeah, you just. Start picking up the one one domino at a time and just work your way back and figure out just like following the money where it is all lead, okay, and leading it back. Yeah, and a lot to break last Friday, and we're just going to continue and to see where we left off from then and where we're at now.
1: Okay, so my impression, after everything that I know, it, it it's very it it seems to me like a building seven.
2: Very much so. That's like you know,
1: it does not right seem right. like this was. I mean, it was destined to happen in, in some ways, but just when you see all of the pieces come together. So let's throw out some of these pieces. Um, we know that the head of the bank was, was removed from the Federal Reserve Board, that he sold his shares in the bank, what, three weeks prior? Just before, yeah. Three weeks prior to it happening. The CFO of the company, the chief financial officer, was also the chief financial officer of Lehman Brothers, I believe. Stinky that's stinky (laughs) yes a lot of
2: s's here svvb connected to sbf sam bankman freed so we're just gonna backtrack and connect the dots here because this bank SVB, um they had a lot of interest in in the crypto space and and startup space so you know just prior to this a lot of the news was coming out regarding sam bankman freed utilizing these banks um you know, oh, is these, there a connection all, already? They are all interconnected, yeah, intertwined. So
1: there's already a connection? Yeah. Okay. Because even even over the course of this week, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to find the connection at some point. And lo and, yeah, and behold, and there before is a this connection. Was
2: the, there was a connection with this, the FDIC panicking and talking about how the FDIC has only approximately 2% in their coffers to back up. The multitude of American investors in the banking system. Two we'll, percent.
1: We'll get back to FDIC because I think you know that's something we've brought up here on the show recently, and so we'll, we'll definitely get into that. The other thing that we do know about this bank is that they had lots of business in China with high net worth individuals um, that they were operating in China. They had a lot of business there. Um, you know, it's based in San Francisco. So there, there definitely seems to be a connection to China in with this bank, which obviously that connection has now been severed. Yeah, I think as we can safely say that that's been severed, and um, you know people got hurt. There's something like three hundred wineries associated with that bank there, but the crypto space was interesting and all of the um, all of the startups involved in there, which we've moved away from the realm of digital and with inflation people want real mm-hmm. so i don't know how those companies were doing anyway but when you saw the amount that they were losing all of the companies that were invested there it was a lot it was a big part of the tech sector and then um uh what else was going on with with S, with that svb that we we've learned so far this week oh yeah they were woke af they invested something like $90 million into BLM yet another Mm -hmm. acronym Mm -hmm. Um, and they were putting all their effort into ESG that's right they completely had their eye off of what was actually happening in the world Mm -hmm. um, which is crazy
2: that's a very good point though that you brought up and I just want to make a correction if I may Uh, regarding Silicon Valley Bank I did say that they're special niche was crypto that was actually silvergate the other bank that went down prior to There was a lot of banks there was a big banking contagion a huge banking run that happened it's continuing to happen but silicon valley bank their niche was actually venture capital outfits and private equity firms so i just had to make that correction just go right but do you
1: think do you think ftx was part of part of this contagion that we're starting to see maybe
2: me personally I do I do think that they are interconnected, and we have to follow the money I think we're going to see uh, see as time goes, especially knowing that if I may just go a little bit further and, and expand on what's been going on since is you know now that the FDIC couldn't cover all of these depositors because these depositors that are at SBF or SVB and these massive banks these are not small banks um, Silicon Valley Bank their major competitor was JP Morgan. And now JP Morgan's gonna be swallowing up these assets. So these are this is a massive bank, and the regulators and FDIC could not back everything up. So the Fed had to step in and say, We're gonna to come to the rescue. And as Fed, the, the Fed one of the chairmen, there's a, a seventeen chairman, Kashkari, said, I think it was this week that uh, the banks have money. They will continue to because there's infinity amount of money that the federal reserve has access to
1: yeah there's just not an infinity of trust jerry that's (laughs) that's what's that's what's at stake here Mm -hmm. so um but getting back to this now what was interesting is the the and we'll get into the fdic stuff we're going to get into the bigger picture but the paul revere of this of this event was peter thiel who also runs a tech firm and for our listeners of the Real Money Show would know that we talked a lot about the story uh, last year, or was it 2021, um, where he his firm purchased 50 million dollars in gold. So he this is something he's been prepared for for quite some time. The Black Swan. Any yeah, being prepared for these things. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about um, creating money out of thin air, creating fiat currencies. You know, when you have an uh, FDIC, which, by the way, again, this is something we talked about a couple weeks ago about their secret meeting at night, right, Jerry, about the FDIC saying, we we have some concerns. We're not going to be able to cover everything. Now, this bank had something else that we learned about this that I was thinking, oh, my gosh, Jerry was talking about this on our show, was the margin requirements of this bank, that they had, what, 2%? Something crazy low, um, which most Less banks than. don't even have. Most banks are, are more responsible than that, but they, they had
2: nothing. Now, mm-hmm. well, this is insurance. Your insurance policy is supposed to cover, let's say, every individual a million dollars. Or in this case, in banking, it's 250000 But imagine this is the federal deposit insurance corporation that's supposed to cover all depositors. Now, this is being redefined as Yellen just came out yesterday saying that, you know, Janet Yellen being the U.S. Treasury Secretary, that FD- FDIC is going to be there, and we're going to be able to, you know, cover the, your deposits, but just not all depositors. They're going to be handpicking and selecting the few deposits that are going to be receiving FDIC coverage. Who are these individuals? That begs the question that we're scratching our heads, and who can these individuals be? And how do they pick and choose? And them? These are individuals that have that were in SVB Bank and Silvergate Bank, and these banks that were involved in these startups, venture capital, and crypto exposure companies. So this is where I think we're, we'll be seeing some names, and I think Sam Bankman-Fried and 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 well, there's a connection to Epstein, too. It's all coming to play, and this is a, and this is a, we mentioned last week that, you know, um, you know they're trying to bring. Uh, Jamie Dimon, and have him deposed in his involvement with you know having the bank work with Epstein for decades almost, and this is coming islands. from the U.S. Virgin Islands, yeah. Right. So they're they're pushing that through as well. So um, dominoes,
1: yeah, definitely dominoes with the, with this bank. There there's definitely a lot of interesting things happening in, in this case. So. What I understood from, from watching some videos, uh, Vince Lancey did a, a great video with Arcadia Economics, just talking about you know the fact that after the emergencies ended, the um, the commercial real estate was kind of shown to be naked and just how underwater they were, and interest rates were rising, and so um, the bank had to pay out more in interest, and so it was just two massive factors as well that got that collided. With this bank. The question is, is, I mean, it's up on the auction block. I just don't know if anyone's going to want to buy it. Mm-hmm. So um, the number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. So those are sort of some of the things that have been happening and associated with this, um, with this bank. And the question becomes contagion. What happens next? Is it is it an isolated event? Um, are they going to say no? There won't be any contagion, like Bernanke said about subprime, or is this going to have wider reach? And we've already started to see that there's Signature Bank, and now um, Credit Swiss is back in the news, and how much money they're borrowing from uh, the from the SNB. Yeah, just wanted to throw out another Swiss one there, Jerry, Na- the Swiss. Jerry. The Swiss National Bank, and. The Swiss National Bank is borrowing essentially – you know, keep borrowing from the Fed to, mm-hmm. to make this happen. So the Fed is backstopping everyone and, again, brings back the question. Oh, there's, there's money all around. Don't worry. We've got plenty. Well, where are you getting it? What mm-hmm. is it really worth? And I think people at the end of the day – let's start to talk big picture here. At the end of the day, it's, it's all socialized losses. We're talking – we've mentioned a little bit about the FDIC. When you use your insurance, what happens to the cost of your insurance? It goes up. That's right. So if they have to pay out, then the depositors at the bank that are doing okay are going to have to pay out more mm-hmm. for FDIC. The bank is. Those are going to end up in more fees. Mm-hmm. We all have to realize now that losses are socialized. Mm-hmm. You took your serP payment. Great. They locked down all the businesses. Fantastic. Who's going to pay for it? Oh, no, we have money. We printed it. Okay, who's paying for that? Well, you are when you go to the grocery store when everything opens again. Mm-hmm.
2: right? Fall that money to. The money didn't go to the people.
1: Now, the question becomes is how safe are the banks? Now, I think that's something that all people are going to be asking. How safe is every bank now? And how do, you, how do you stop a bank run? How do you stop people from saying, well, I don't want to be there? Now, here's, here's something to chew on. If inflation is not at 6% as they say when you go to the grocery store and pay for your energy and all of those things if inflation is in fact higher than what what the 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 banks and the government would have you believe then you're already losing the money it's already being taken from you you already have less access to your money because you can't buy as much stuff right so that's where the precious metals come in because they are the peak of an inverted pyramid, mm-hmm. and they are real money. And the question is, is, if gold and silver are real money, what's in your bank account? Mm-hmm. The number 18778Silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. Give us a call. We'll show you how to put physical gold and silver in a registered account, how to acquire it directly if you're brand new to this market, or even utilize a vault facility for ease of liquidity and security outside the banking system. We'll get into that and much more on the Real Money Show on AM six forty.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight Silver, and the
1: website Guildhallwealth dot I have to say, what's great, you know, if you can look at a, a silver lining of this, Jerry, it's that people are paying attention. Mm-hmm. That that it. It's getting so much coverage, and we all use banks, and so our ears perk up. And uh, just over the break, um, our producer, Katya, had a great question. So let's bring Katya on. And, um, yeah, can you repeat your question, and then we'll try to answer it. We'll try our best.
3: (laughs) Hello, Jerry and Jeremy. I just want to ask, um, I'm really comparing um, this bank collapse to the likes of Bitcoin, I wanted to ask how safe are all these these trendy you know financial ventures
2: hmm it's a good one
1: yeah i I think that that this bank was a regional bank and they they took some risks and in the past, regional banks, if you took risks that's it depositors lost their money that was it, and there was no contagion because they weren't as connected into all the other banks as they are today, right? That was the major issue. That's why banks got bailed in. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be the same in this case. It should be, hey, listen, if you had more than 250000 we don't give you any more money. There's no backstopping. Now, the fact that they said that they would – I'm di- digressing just a moment. The fact that they said no one's going to lose their money,
2: mm-hmm.
1: come on. Come on. You're, if you, If you're printing money or creating a loan that's got to be paid back, that means someone else is going to pay for it because mm-hmm. it's certainly not going to be this bank, especially when the head of the bank is pulling his money out and he's gone. Yeah. Right. He's got to probably get a bonus after everything is done. Mm-hmm. But I think what's what if we stack up what we know already about this bank is is there was some stuff going on at this bank that ensured its failure, and the 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 creatures involved in this bank ensured its failures. Mm-hmm. And the fact that anyone's getting anything out of it is going to be a miracle, Yeah. right? But there's losses. There's losses here somewhere. And I think with crypto or in this, I'm not sure if we're talking about Bitcoin or crypto in this case. But if you look at um, FTX, you can see that because crypto is, is unregulated, it's rife for things to Wild West. It's ri- It's rife for the Wild West and this type of stuff can be taken advantage of in the in the market mm-hmm. and so people are lured into the market because they, they can get such great gains but you don't know what's happening in the market and there's a there's a catch-22 there because the powers that be want to regulate it and then there's others that don't want it regulated and this is the problem with with the crypto structure
2: mm-hmm. and and it you know, talking about all of the risks and all these trendy things that we have seen over the past decade with the, you know, the rise of, of Bitcoin and the likes. Remember, these are the, like, assets. These are our currencies, whereas the institutions that are, we're measuring right now, they're at risk you know, because if you don't have depositors in these institutions, and there is a bank run. So there's less and less participation in that institution. But it's the same goes if you don't have participation with a crypto with that very, very currency that has no history be- in any crisis, we we haven't seen the like Bitcoin has not seen crisis like gold and silver has. So it really we're really cornering counterparty risks in this in this question because when we're talking about you know comparing these risky things, um, there are counterparties attached. Your institution is only as strong as the depositors that keep their money in, and that's that's the that's the issue. Because the institutions have this wild card. They can now take your deposit and lend ten times over. And they don't have to keep any of the deposits in the banking system. So when you hear about that, of course depositors will be like, you know, I'm taking my money out. Or the CEO says like I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ship now and you know, coverage for for me and not for thee. So it's a very important lesson to always remember you know yeah we're going to be taking chances like Jeremy and I we both have bank accounts we we are not you know bashing the banks one bit we have to bank but we have to make wise decisions and right now especially with all that's going on all the noise in the world it's very important to understand what counterparty risk is and how to eliminate it and it's something that Jim Rickards talks about a lot and i want to bring a quick quote quote because we've been talking about this same the same thing, you know, the, the Fed has been raising interest rates and they're going to keep going until they finally break something. And Jim Rickards wrote, the Fed finally broke something. Yes. <laughs> so keep your eye on gold. Because what the ground in this allows analysis is it's gold. Since gold is not a central bank currency, it is the only way to measure the dollar objectively. And in this case, because now the Fed has to start the infl- inflation, once again. You mentioned 6%. I think this in real-term inflation is approximately 14 to 15% U.S. inflation. And now they have to start printing money now? At the worst possible time. You're still at 40-year 40, 40 highs. And now you got to pivot. We're going to be seeing a pivot. Look, next Wednesday, March 22nd marks FOMC. They're scheduled to raise interest rates. The expectations prior to last Friday's contagion banking meltdown was... 50 basis point rate hike, very hawkish. Now they scaled that down a bit. It's 25, 25 basis point hike. So this is why we're seeing a breakdown in the dollar. So you got to understand what we're measuring the dollar in. And this is why gold and silver are up very, very um, aggressively today. And this is going to continue on into Fed Fed week next week.
1: Yeah, definitely the, the Fed uh, broke something in raising interest rates. We may get a quarter point, but the 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 pivot seem the pivot seems to be here or very close round the corner, which is they either they either stop pause, raise in tiny tiny useless increments or they're they're printing money like like crazy which is a scenario we've talked about on the show that they don't they they raise interest rates they don't drop them mm-hmm. but they start the spigot going exactly and, and again then break
2: something so when when they do cut it's justified we we don't want to hurt the average people we want to keep the ball going but
1: how strong can a dollar be relative to if you're raising interest rates but printing uh, f- phenomenal amounts of fiat currency it Look to it, paper over things. Now, how quick can could this all unravel, Jerry? Is a question.
2: Very quickly. They just tried. They just printed and gave a Credit Suisse sixty four billion. I believe that that was the figure, around sixty billion. On on Tuesday. The the stock started to rally. The the financials were up ten percent. Relief rally. Look at the rally today. It's fizzled. The Dow is down. We're taping the show on Friday. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Happy birthday, Trish. Um, the, the markets, has they already have gone through that 60 billion like like a hot knife through butter. They're going to want more money. And that was 60 billion in a matter of two days, Jeremy. It didn't appease the markets. This can get really, really bad. And this is why the headlines, if you look at all of the headlines here, ACMAN is concerned about contagion risk and contagion is systemic it 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 just it'll be that domino effect it happens with one institution and the other institution it'll just continue Uh, okay
1: i want to push back a little bit on that um you know if if svb was a regional bank we want to talk about the big banks they've had plenty of time to raise uh raise capital requirements and you know the the bank of international settlements put all that in place and they've known that that these type of situations have been coming for a long time so aren't the major major banks well capitalized at this point
2: I have to say no because the liquidity if you look at the m2 money supply um that has sharply gone into negative territory anytime the s the m2 money supply retracts that low and hits into negative territory you know, this is where you see bad things happening. You know, you see recessions and depressions, and this ultimately means that the liquidity has dried up. Um, and I believe that they're just consolidation, and the consolidation effect is a is a signal of weakness. And you know, some people argue that, you know, we've seen this in the the, the '30s. You had many banks, and then. It was the smaller ones that got eaten up by the bigger ones. Well that
1: happened during two thousand and eight. when we did the show, every week we were reporting on how many banks were closing.
2: And we have how it many was into
1: the, it was into the thousands.
2: Exactly. And then fast forward to today you got a handful. So what are we left with? One massive bank. And this is where that, you know, people are talking about this it was the introduction for the central bank digital currency. Again, I'm not gonna get into that talk. I don't believe that's something that we're gonna see. If we're just looking in the news now. We're seeing a lot of headlines <laughs> uh, towards. Um, you know, I'll tell at, you how
1: I described it to someone today. It came up today in a conversation.
2: While I get the article, the
1: the, the central bankers are playing whack a mole, huge <laughs> game of whack. Like it's getting out of hand, whack a mole. And if you were watching your favorite team sport and they were on their heels this much, right? You would say there's no way they're winning this game. They're not in control of this game they're not playing they're not playing it by their tempo it's not their game they're not in control of the situation. it's going to take a lot to turn this around mm-hmm. and as far as the trust, if you can't get people to trust um, banking or trust the currency, you know I, I give people a quick asset test on this I said if Canada dropped interest rates overnight they said "No, things are getting out of hand you know we want relief for inflation, <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be the, <laughs> the, the ironic <laughs> line that they would use. You know, inflation is getting a little too much. We're going to drop interest rates just to give people relief on inflation. That's um, <laughs> But what do you think would happen? You think people are going to run out and start spending? No. They're going to say, great, thank you. I'm not spending as much on my mortgage. I'm going to save that now. I'm going to put it away, right? Oh, well, let's go on vacation. No. They just dropped interest rates. We just got a little bit of money coming in. We got to put that back or we got to get back. We got to pay off some of these debts that we've been incurring. So it's not going to help. So they have to just – so now where do you go, right? So in other – sorry. What I'm trying to say is that people are quickly learning. They're quickly understanding.
2: Fast, yeah.
1: Right? That lowering interest rates doesn't mean that they'll be down forever, that they could go back up that lowering interest rates doesn't mean go out and spend money all of a sudden it means no we should we should take care of our business now um our personal business our financial business these type of things so people are waking up it's only a matter of time and you mentioned jim rickards he always said he talked about the balance the of the fed's balance sheet we don't know where the where the line in the sand is for lack of confidence when he talked about it, it was like 4 4 trillion now it's up to like 8 9 trillion right well, where's it going to go from here Was it going to go to 15 at what point do people say i don't trust it anymore i think we're getting close to that point and i think that people are starting to realize what real wealth is mm-hmm. and again it comes back to gold and silver are real money what's in your bank account right what do you have is it losing to inflation can you hedge it we're not saying the banks are all bad. We need them for business. We we need them for our day to day everything like this. But even if you just look at, um, at um, the you know this banking issue, why did people have more than two hundred and fifty thousand cash in the account? Why weren't you investing it somewhere,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Why Good didn't point. you have it in a, a short term bond or anything? You you had just the cash sitting there, right? And so what? You should be bailed out for that. For that irresponsibility, you're a steward of the wealth, right? right? So people are looking at precious metals because they want to retain the wealth. They want to know that it's going to be there. And I think on that note, um, Paul's going to join us in the next segment, and then in the last segment, Jerry, we're going to talk about where the prices of the metals are going. Let's talk. Let's go, la la talk crazy talk, and then conservative talk. How's that sound? Let's do it. Okay, the number, one eight seven seven eight. Over silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. We'll be back. More on The Real Money Show on AM640.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment.
1: Okay, welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. Joining us for the moment, Paul Wiseman. Um it's been a long time. It has been a long time, and you've been um, very busy with the purchasing of the product. Before we get into some stuff about the banking issues that I know you want to talk about, let's just quickly talk about where we're at with supply-demand premiums, those sorts of things. You know, last time you were on the show, you know, going back a year or so, it was, A, really tough to get product, and, B, the premiums were pretty high. What's going on right now? Well, How it, easy is it to it's, get product? It's,
3: business generally slowed down. Um, but because of these bank issues right now, it's starting to pick up. The spreads of what the wholesalers charge between the bid and the ask at one time were, you know, $5, $6, $6 on 100 ounce silver bars Uh, silver eagles still are at eight dollars over spot price to buy so they're still in great demand in the u.s but it's getting it it was very very tight it loosened up and now it's starting to get tight again the spreads are starting to move up with the wholesalers because they can see the influx of people taking their money out of the banks and putting it into hard assets like gold and silver, and also, though wholesalers don't do in colored diamonds, natural fancy colored diamonds. We do, and we're seeing a lot of interest in things that are valuable, that don't lose their value, and is portable wealth.
1: Yeah, actually, you know what? Um, fancy Color Research Foundation, I think they may have just launched or about to launch, uh, a rarity calculator on diamonds that are under one carat. Okay. So that's, that's going to be, be great for, for pink diamonds but to find out, hey, how, how rare is that quarter carat argyle pink?
3: Yeah. We we had, uh, at the beginning of the year, we had a lot of people selling gold and silver because they were getting out of the country. They bought homes in Mexico, Costa Rica, um, and they cashed out, which at one way was good for them, but the prices are starting to go up. Um, But we're seeing less people trying to sell, more people trying to buy. And it's going to get harder and harder to, you know, find metals a little bit down the road. But again, when you talk about portable wealth, people are terrified of banks right now. They're pulling their money out. And a typical example is the bank um, that went out of business. uh, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley Bank. I mean, you know, $40 billion came out of that bank. And the beneficiaries? Guess who the beneficiaries are? J.P. Morgan, uh, Bank of America, Citibank, and Wells Fargo. Because where else are you going to feel safe to put your money, except in large banks, especially if you're a large depositor? And then we look about um, the the other bank that um, the Swiss uh, Credit Swiss in Switzerland, large bank, Saudi Arabia, um, uh, one of their uh, the Saudi National Bank wasn 't going to put any more money into putting money into this bank anymore they you know probably oh, so lost, they, so, lost
1: billions already so they were in some ways backstopping the bank and then they said no no, no, we no. don't want to do it anymore and that 's why they went to the Fed
3: well you know Aramco, which is the Saudi oil public company, made one hundred and sixty one billion dollars last year. Are they going to take any part of that one hundred and sixty one billion and put it into something that's you know Literally hemorrhaging money. Right. I mean, people have pulled out those deposits. Um, so it's really interesting because I, I'm looking at interest rates and I'm looking at the U.S. dollar versus the Canadian dollar. Um, I was doing some research for a customer the other day, and back in May 2021, uh, U.S. to Canadian dollar was a dollar twenty. Mm-hmm. Today we're close to one thirty-eight. which in theory is 15% increase on the dollar. So everything that you wear, everything that we virtually import from the states, states, we're paying 15%. So therefore inflation over the last two years is 7.5% a year whether you like it or not because the dollar is a dollar 20 against a dollar 38 that's 18 cents on the dollar is gone you're saying
1: up. just 7% on the exchange alone
3: yes that's on the exchange that's never not, nothing to do with uh, you know corporations putting their markup on whether it's grocery stores or drug stores i don't want to get into that type of thing but the last time uh, the us dollar and the canadian dollar was on par was in 2010 it right, was part, at the peak. At the peak. So we've lost 38% of our buying power. So what the government says is if the dollar's at 75 cents, it's great for exports, which who does that benefit? A few. But if we're paying a $1.38 for merchandise, we don't grow pineapples and melons and lettuces and manufacture anything. You know, The only thing we manufacture in Canada anymore is BS. We don't manufacture anything. Everything is imported from China, it's imported from um, Vietnam, it's imported from India. We don't make anything. Service. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday, one of our largest actual investors, and he said to me, do you remember the TV company Zenith? Yes. And I said, yeah. He said, they made a great TV. <laughs> he said, oh, in he, the 70s, everything was, well, they made said, good you know, things we in we, the 70s, 80s. We, you could get a material manufactured in Canada. You could get a suit manufactured in Canada. You could get a dress manufactured in Canada. He said, you can't get anything that's manufactured in Canada. So we rely on the dollar. Now, instead of the Canadian government propping up the dollar, they want the dollar to be at 75 cents so that we can export. Who does it benefit? A few. It doesn't benefit us. So, I mean, I'm just looking... um, even today, silver's up close to $0.60 cents an ounce, as we're recording this show on Friday. Gold is up $44. Bitcoin, which is vaporware, according to everybody, doesn't exist. That's up $1,500. That's all U.S. prices. Yeah, imagine if nope. gold
1: was up $1,500.
3: Yeah, and oil's <laughs> down. Our favorite commodity, oil, because they can push that down. It's Strategic
1: easy. oil reserves being sold yeah. off.
3: So I'm looking at a dollar thirty-eight Canadian, where it should be... At a dollar twenty, that's why inflation, and that's why we're hurting. One other thing, um, when we look at Delta Airlines in the states, they just gave all their pilots a thirty-four percent pay increase. That's eight and a half percent a year. So, does the American government or Delta Airlines figure that inflation's not coming down to give somebody eight and a Eight and a half a year, because normally you give somebody a raise eight and a half and you think it's going to go five the next year, four the next year, three the next year. That's 20%. That's 5% a year. They've gone 34 American Airlines, guess what? They want the same. Otherwise, they're going on, strike. Go on strike. And then we go Canadian Airlines, whether it's WestJet or Air Canada. Don't you think they want the same? We are importing inflation. We're not doing any better with our dollar. And this is the best time to buy gold and silver because you need to ensure your wealth. The government is not going to do it for you. They're going to confiscate your wealth. Buy gold and silver. It's physical product. Whether you put it in our depository, whether you buy a TFSA, an RSP, or take product home, you've got to buy gold and silver, and you have to look at natural fancy color diamonds. That's portable wealth that you can hold in your hand. You can't take your real estate with you. You know, to move silver bars, a hundred ounce bars weigh seven seven pounds. Got ten thousand ounces? That's a lot of pounds. You know. Gold, silver, natural fancy color diamonds, still the best investment.
1: The number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. Thank you, Paul. We'll be right back on the Real Money Show thanks, on AM six forty.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one
1: silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Whoa, Jerry,
0: I am out of breath. Just listening to Paul go
1: off there—it's wisdom. Um, it was great. It was a- actually great. It made me kind of realize as well that, you know, you can get caught up in the weeds on this subject that we're reviewing today and what's been happening, but you want to look at the bigger picture as well. That what we're experiencing is the culmination of years of debt, of money, of of fiat currency creation, and the. Going back to 2008, no one got punished, everyone got bailed out, socializing the losses, and then you go through, a, you go through the last few years where the government has decided to do nothing but, but shut things down and print more money, and we have to deal with the fallout of all of this, so it's coming to, it's coming to a head, and it's really important for people to protect themselves. To understand that these currencies are going to lose value rapidly. Mm -hmm. They're already losing value rapidly and it's time to protect the wealth and where you go for that safety is is gold and silver because they are actual real things. Mm -hmm. They're finite in the world. Uh, They cannot be destroyed. They don't erode. They don't corrode. They're malleable. They can be used as a unit of exchange. Of course, we're not really using them as a unit of exchange. But what we are using it for is a store
2: of value. 100%. It is that reserve. And when you have concerns about the banking sector, as we're seeing today, and and now that the, the banking issues are eating away at the Federal Reserve's confidence levels, I mean, they're already, they're already hitting lows in their confidence level and how much credibility we give to them to them. Uh, It's their interest rate expectations, their expectations of of them to control what they unleash to this inflation is down the drain. In fact, the markets outright yesterday uh, priced out a full 25 basis point hike um, down from 50 basis points. This is exactly what plunged the, the Treasury yields over the past 24 hours. This is moving really rapidly. The VIX, the market fear gauge, is soaring right now. For gold, this is great news because gold is an anti-fiat instrument. It's a reserve and decoupled from all this financial madness. It is your true safe haven. And when the expected return now on your cash could fall in the future, this tends to produce a very friendly environment for both gold and silver. So this is why when, Paul, I echo that sentiment 100%, it's great to – yeah, in light of all the noise, get grounded with wisdom like that and understand what precious metals, what a natural fancy a diamond has done for generations and and will do this for your generation and for your future generations to come. Um, the data doesn't look good. That Paul just had to leave this on the desk before. In Canada, insolvency filings in Canada in January were up 33.7% compared with a year earlier. That did not really help all of the lockdowns and all of the support um, you know, for exports. It's not helping. It's not helping the average Joe. It's for thee and not for me. So it's very important to acquire the asset that will protect your wealth for your registered accounts or take it home.
1: So let's talk about where we are price-wise. You know, today, Friday, as we record the show... Gold is trading above $19.50 an ounce. We are getting closer and closer to the precipice of $2,000 an ounce, Jerry. Silver has a a longer way to go here. I think the breaking point for silver is we have to get over $30.00 and um i feel I feel that the psychological number is going to be getting over twenty eight um, that can happen in a hurry in this market. We've already seen a two dollar two dollar fifty cent move inside of a week so believe me, it can happen very quickly in this market but we need to get over two thousand and once we do that, Jerry, which I believe we will do and i it, it seems it would seem very difficult for gold not to get above two thousand this year it's going to open open the gates for letting it really run mm-hmm. Now when you do the numbers, okay? You look at things like in 1980 gold hit $850 an ounce. The Dow traded at 850. That's a that's a 1 to 1 ratio. The debt in the US was 1 trillion. That's 850 to 1 trillion. Mm-hmm. Okay? Gold hit $850 and the ratio was 16 to 1. That's the historic norm. In 2011, gold came down to a 4 to 1 ratio against the Dow the debts i think were like 18 trillion it was ridiculous but even then but it was 18 uh, something like that and the ratio of gold to silver hit 35 to 1 okay today the gold to dow ratio is something like 16 to 1 the debt at 850 to 32 trillion would bring you into the 27000 range on gold okay so if the dow came down another 15 20% that'd be 27000 points mm-hmm. okay Gold would go to twenty-seven thousand. You're at your one-to-one. Okay. Well, what if we go to a four-to-one, like we did in in two thousand eleven? Well, you'd still be looking at something like just under seven thousand dollars gold. Right. Which over the next five years actually starts to sound reasonable. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't go there over the next five to seven years, if it ends up going to four thousand dollars, because that's only to asking you to double from here. Right that's cr- that's not asking that's extremely conservative Very. at 4000 you are going to increase your purchasing power immensely okay even if real estate were to go up another 5% a year for the next 5 years you you'd still be able to buy more with gold with, right. in the next several years so that's where we see that this could go on a conservative level now again we got to get above 2000 we got to get above $30 on silver. It's going to happen. And when it does, we can talk about where the next levels go. But I think conservatively, for the next five years, four, five, dollars $6,000 gold, where does that put silver? That's going to put silver into the $100 range, by the way. So mm-hmm. hold on to your hats. Any last comments, Jerry?
2: You know what? Everything that you mentioned to me makes sense. All of the ratios make sense. And it was actually in the latest... Uh, Uh, strategic wealth management report that we subscribe to from Switzerland. Um, And their trend line data is above 2000. And for gold, it's actually 2040, reminding us that the cup and handle structural formation is still intact, very healthy for gold. So we we do break above 2000 USD gold. Watch 2040 because when that breaks, that that area, that would be more likely to to confirm that gold is on the next major leg higher. You don't want to miss when gold pierces through that $2000 mark silver will go parabolic because remember everyone knows that sup- the supplies in silver is down and demand for silver is through the roof so this is a very exciting time to see the you know not, not only just to protect your purchasing power protecting your wealth you're going to be positioned to profit and potentially pay off that mortgage you took a big mortgage over the last 3 years 2000 ounces of silver can do some serious damage to that mortgage. Pay that off.
1: The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. That does it for another edition of The Real Money Show. Thank you for everyone for joining us today. Hope you liked it. Uh, feel free to visit us on YouTube. We're on Telegram. We're on Twitter. All over the place. Jerry, thank you so much. And we look forward to speaking with everyone again next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640.